everybody. And it's another week. Here we are. There you are. And there's Ellie over there. Oh, yeah. And we got special guest. Uh, what is it? It's the last Sunday of the month. So you know who's here. Yes, you do. It is Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. So hopefully you got some good questions for her. And then also, too, is that we're going to be talking. It's that time of the year of everybody thinking fleas and tick. And then uh, how they're going to do their lawn, what kind of chemicals and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to start talking about it now to put the, plant the seed <laughs> to do something less toxic for you, your grandkids, your kids, your pets, just everything. So we got, we're going to be talking about that. So hopefully you'll uh, learn um, some new stuff and hopefully you'll follow up on it. Because like I said, it's really important that we get these chemicals out of here. It's just, it's, it's. Yeah, just don't get me going. I'll get on my soapbox. Uh, and Ellie, how did your week go? My week has been actually pretty nice. I got like an impromptu staycation from all that snow, um, but I was trapped with a dog, so that was fun. Yes. It amuses me. Um, and then I'm currently hosting one of my best friends uh, who I went to the Arctic with, um, so she's back at the house hanging out with her dog, too. So oh, wow. plenty of dogs in the house. It's been fun. That is what kind of dogs? Uh, so she has, they're both mixes. She has, uh, it's some kind of shepherd mix. I think it's Aussie shepherd mix. Okay. And she's really sweet and dainty and regal. And then there's um, my parents, Pity Mix, who is a bumbling buffoon. Uh, <laughs> that's Stanley, funny. right? Yeah, Stanley. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we didn't get, how many inches did you get around here? Or where uh, you are? We, I think, topped out, like our, our worst day was around 11 and then some sprinkles here and there. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it probably wasn't as bad as everyone was getting oh, all no. hyped up to be. No, yeah, yeah it's snowmageddon. But it no, it was not that bad at all. And the biggest thing, like out with us, you know, when you're in the country, when the wind whipped up, that light snow. Yeah. <laughs> I the way the wind came this time depends on which way the wind comes and how bad the drifts and where they're at. Well, I knew that the lower barn, I go through the top barn, then go to the lower barn. But anyway, what I, I knew I was going to have a major drift there. Wasn't sure how big it was going to be. I slide the door open. I'm going. Well, hello. Here's a drift that's probably about five feet, six feet wide, Ugh. and about it's up to just past my hips, you know. So I'm like, oh, but it's a fluffy stuff. So I, I shoveled just a, a row to get to the horse. Shoveled a row to get to the to the. Um, I took advantage of the curve in the drift, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my normal pattern of going to the chicken house. But I said I'm not shoveling that other stuff because that was really deep over there. Yeah, work with the snow. Yeah, I worked with it. Yes, I did, and so it it was funny. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, yeah, so we got that, and then the neighbor, God bless his soul, uh, Tim, uh, came from across the street, and he has a tractor, a big international tractor with a, it's a snowblower that goes in the back, because that's where the power takeoff is, so you have to, he has to look backwards, you know, he's, he has to turn around to see what he's doing to use the snowblower, and it's, it's the goofiest thing, and then he came back later, because my husband plows too, he plows in North Oaks, and so, uh, and he was, I know, dog, dog, tired. But anyway, so Tim was kind enough to come over and uh, open us all up with the skids here. I mean, everything that Will normally does, he did it to picture perfect. You just swore Will did it. And it was just so nice. And so Will comes home. And so when he came into the house, I said, so, were you pleasantly surprised? <laughs> and he says, oh, all he could think about is all, because we do, he does maybe about 10 other driveways too, but ours is the biggest one. 
And so uh, it takes, but anyway, when I first bought our driveway, it took me four hours to do. Oh. I couldn't figure out where to put the snow. But then I once I plowed for about eight years. I don't plow that much anymore because Will says, touch it and die. And it's like, fine, I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so it was a lot of snow, but it it was pretty, you know, it's just nice. And then what I love about it with the fresh snow is to see the tracks in the morning. What came yeah. through? Okay, we'll track what made that. Was that a deer or was it a coyote? You know, it was a, we got turkey. We got nine huge toms. Their beards are huge, okay? Yeah. And they just, they, they know where we feed the cows, and so they go up and get some feed from the cows. Yeah. Same with the pheasants, you know, but then they hear, here comes the troops. Nine of them kind of whoop, and they did. It's just so funny. And then they stop and they look around, and then pretty soon some of them get wise. Whereas, why make my own track? I'll let somebody else go ahead, and I'll just follow. <laughs> so there is really comical, but there's nine of them, nine boys, and so then you know it's not hen time yet. My parents have possum, and I've been weirdly seeing them in the middle of the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. One of the possum, though, I was going through in the heavy snow. And it was just struggling, trudging along yes. back to its den. I'm like, why are you even outside? Yeah. It's like 2 p.m. And Stanley, of course, was going crazy. crazy. Yep. I'm like, I'm not letting you out. You'll get that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, they will. But, you know, you know, the cats don't bother them. We've had possums in our place. And when you have horses, you don't want possums around because they pee in the hay. And the horse eats that particular hay. They can get a neurological disease and die. Okay, so you don't want possums around horses. You know, if I didn't have the horse, you know, the horse hay, we didn't have all the horse hay, I wouldn't mind sharing my place because they really, they're ugly, they're so cute when they're little. (laughs) They're good pest control for certain things. Oh, yeah, and and they don't carry any rabies. Everybody thinks that, you know, they're diseased and they're not. I mean, if you can, if you don't have horses around or or horse hay, you know, let them live, feed them, give them little feeding stations. (laughs) You know, they'll come in and eat the chicken feed. But they won't eat like baby chicks. Everybody thinks that they're there's because they're really nasty looking when you when they're older. You know they got their canines. Yeah, they have that, terrifying teeth. I, it doesn't make any sense for them because that's not what they are. They're not carnivorous, and so that's why I don't understand why God gave them those teeth like that. Doctor Jess, do you have any opinion on this? Oh, she's just a minute. <laughs> she's like, I, I really, I I don't know much about possums. Oh, do you? No, you no, know, sure. there's a, another species of possum that's the Australian breed of possum. Oh, never um, do yourself a favor and Google it because there's an American possum and an Australian possum. The Australian ones are adorable. <laughs> they look like teddy bears. Oh, do they? they don't have those nasty well, teeth oh, and really? they have fluffy tails. Oh, really? Yeah. So like people from Australia will come to the U.S. and they'll be like, look out. We have a possum in the backyard. It's kind of scary. And uh-huh. like, what are you talking about? Two very, very different creatures. Wow. The Australian possums are a fluffy, A fluffy tail. That, that, that They've got to be <laughs> in the squirrel world or something. They're I don't marsupials, know. I think, even. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Oh, well, but yeah, be, be kind to of possums because they, they are good. Bats are good for us. Uh, possums are good for us. And um, so is Twinkies. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I just know why I say that because I just had a Twinkie yesterday. Every once in a while, I love Twinkies when I grew up. And every once in a while, I, I, I you know, bite the bullet, gotta have a Twinkie. You crave it. Yes, and it's just like, oh, it was so good. You know, for a while, they got bought out and somebody else was making them. Oh, mm-hmm. poo, 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 poo. <laughs> and then they went down again and somebody else re-brought them back up again. And they used the original and it tastes exactly like the Twinkie that I grew up with. I've had the knockoff ones. They're not oh, no. good. No. The, the cake isn't right. It's You're too right. dry. No, poo, 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 poo. 
All right. Say, um, let's see. Open house celebration. Okay, you know, the groomers are being so overloaded because everybody's got doodle something, so the groomers are just nuts out there. So if you find a good groomer, man, you got to tout their pre- pleasures, okay? And so there's a good groomer up in Forest Lake. It's called Ma and Paws, P-A-W-S, okay, Grooming Salon. And they just have, uh, they opened a, they're opened they opening a new facility. They bought out a place right on 61 in downtown Forest Lake. It's right by the... Um, the thrift store that's up there. But anyway, so they're having an open house on March 12th from 12 to 3 for you to come on in. You can bring well-behaved pets um, are welcome, and you can bring the entire family. So you can see the, her whole facility of her gr- new grooming facility. And so it's really kind of cool. So I I'm, I'm, I tip my hat to her because, you know, yeah, we. Uh, the, but I'll say, too, if you want are looking for a new, um, what do I want, uh, Okay, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, to do something new. You're bored with your job and you want to do something new. What am I doing? I'm changing something. What am I changing? Am I not careers? my pants? Careers. I, for, for life of me, I couldn't think of that. I like, was really I trying to figure out what word exactly. Yeah, no, no, I, just, I don't know. Just, just have a brain fluff. I'm sorry. But if you want, you're changing careers, if you want to change a career or whatever, and you're good with animals, grooming, I could not be a groomer. My one girlfriend was, and I was amazed at what she does, and she was amazed at what I did. But anyway, there is Rio Grande uh, down by Hastings that is a, a, a grooming school. But And if you're good at what you do, well, you can ha- open it just out of your house if you want. But otherwise, but luckily she has gotten a really good, Marie, uh, some good groomers that, that have uh, stayed with her. So, so that's uh, Open House. You want to check her out. That's Ma. M-A, and then Paws, P-A-W-S, Grooming Salon. That's going to be in downtown uh, Forest Lake, right by the thrift store on Highway 61, from 12 to 3. That's going to be Sunday, March 12th. I wanted to go up there, but I, I looked at her husband. I know her husband. I said, did you say Sunday? You know me. What do I do on Sundays? Because she wanted me to stop by. You know, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, you know, by the time I get up there, everybody's going to be gone. So, sorry, can't help you. But anyway, so hopefully you got questions for us today. Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. And then we're going to be talking fleas, ticks, natural stuff. And then um, uh, just to give you different alternatives. That, that's whether for uh, the, your lawn, uh, how to do lawn mower. We're not. We're going to send you in the right direction, I should say. We're not going to teach you how to do it. So anyway, so give a holler. 651-641-1071. We're going to run, and then we're going to come back and talk about our favorite thing, fleas. But anyway. We're back. All right. Okay, we didn't get to a question, so we're going to give you a question Someone right now. Someone bumped the button over here. Hey, don't worry about it. What does it mean if you find a horseshoe? What does it mean if you find a horseshoe? Dr. Jess, do you have any idea? Uh, it means one fell off a horse somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I was I was going to say uh, that a horse lost its shoe. Uh, well. Or that a horse, it's, it's unlucky. Well, no. It's, it's uh, some poor horse is walking around in his socks. <laughs> there you go. So there you go, walking around in his socks if you find a horseshoe. Because horses, if you don't really, even not in the horse world, they're, you know, they, have, uh, uh, they have anklets, which is, uh, they have the, they have the fur is white up to the fetlock. It's called an anklet, you mm-hmm. know, just above the, but anyway. But if it goes up to near the knee, then it's called a sock. If a, a, a white goes up to that point, the white fur. Right, oh, and yeah. if it goes farther up, it's a stocking. Yep, right. there you go, yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. see, see now, look at you, didn't think you'd want to know if anything If it goes about all the way up to their butt, do you call it pants? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Could be. Could be. Hey, okay, let's take a call before we start rolling here. Okay, who's up? 
Well, so first off, we have Sherry, who's uh, dealing with some aftercare for her cat's kidney crystals. All right. Hi, Sherry. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So how old's your cat? Um, she is 13 years old. Okay. And um, we had taken her into the vet because she just wasn't eating or drinking very much. And um, they did some tests and found out that her um, numbers for her kidney were super high. Okay. So like that BUN number and things like that. Um, They didn't see anything particularly wrong. And so they gave us um, some stuff to do. And they have given her an antibiotic shot that lasted like a week. And then they did it again the next week. And by the end of that, her numbers were way down. Because like one of the numbers was way up in like the hundreds. Like 100 and something. Okay. And then it was back down to 12 or whatever. And she seems fine now. And we're making sure that we've got the water all over the place. But I'm wondering, um, she's very particular about food. Mm-hmm. We give her a dry food, but we also give them a wet food. And um, it has to be pate. Oh, yeah. That's most cats. Yep. And she will not eat the same flavor for too long. So, like, a couple of weeks, and then she wants something different. Good. Smart cat. That's (laughs) smart. I give give mine a a new thing every day. So, so now, how many cats you got? Um, I have two. Okay. And they're the same age. Okay. But um, I'm just wondering, like, should I be feeding her something specific? And is there anything else I should be doing? Okay, Dr. Jess, mm-hmm. take her away. Yes, you should get rid of the dry food completely. Okay. You should feed only grain-free canned foods in great variety. So different okay. brands, different flavors. Every can you open should be something different. So that novelty a lot of times is what keeps cats eating, especially you know if they develop a chronic illness and their appetite is kind of waning a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But if if you open a can and it's something new and different, they're like, hey, this is interesting. Yeah. But if you feed it for too long, they'll quit eating it, and then you'll be back on the same boat. So, okay. Is, mm-hmm. um, do you have to, like, if you're feeding different types, do you have to, like, um, work them in? No, not really. No, go ahead. I, I wouldn't don't. worry about it. I mean, like, if, you know, if you feed her a certain brand and it makes her puke every time, then you just kind of avoid that brand. Yeah. But there are okay. so many good brands of grain-free canned cat food and you want to basically kind of use them all so you go to your local pet food store and you just get two cans of this two cans of that two cans of this in every different flavor okay and take them home and jumble them up so that every time you reach into the box or the cabinet or whatever and grab a can just grab something different yep okay now i love the nutrisource line and um tiki cat i use their cutlets uh their uh cutlet uh sardine cutlets i use that for some mm-hmm. omega threes and sixes, okay. Then I but, use the Nutrisource, like the Pure Vita line, particularly because there you're getting different proteins every mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and it's it is pate, right? Yep. It's and they've pate. got like what seven different flavors yeah, or something. Yeah, no, that's a regular Nutrisource line. The Pure Vita line doesn't have. They only got three different ones in the Pure Vita line. Oh, uh, whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. And then, then uh, some of the other uh, Dave's, I use Dave's because I like their turkey and giblets. Okay. okay. Earthborn. 
is another one I use. I'm trying to think of my cabinet right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you have to you have to look on the can. It, like if you look on the can, it'll tell you if it's pate or chunks yes. or whatever. My cats right. were non-pate, so I'm more familiar with the yeah. anti-pate food. Okay, yeah, no, mine are all pate people. But I, but even so, like with my cats, back when I was feeding them canned food, and I had a bunch of cats, I did end up with like six different brands that they would eat. Yep. Even though there were other brands that were also great for some reason, yep. whatever, they wouldn't eat those ones. But yep. I still had like six different brands and I would just buy every flavor within those brands. Okay. And just open something new every time. And one one word of, uh, is uh, Chuck and Don's. I usually buy my uh, canned food there. And the reason is because if you buy 15 cans or more, you get 15% off. Oh, awesome. And see, I was just there and bought 35 cans. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I got 15%. That adds up, you know, okay. after a yeah. while. It really does. So anyway. Now, if ahead. you take the dry food away, how much of, I mean, like, how much should I be feeding her of the canned food every day? Cats cats will typically not overeat. So you'll find out how much they eat. Most okay. cats will eat between a third and a half of a can, a five and a half ounce can. You know, the tuna size, the tin yeah. can size. They'll yeah. eat between a third and a half of it twice a day. So you want to have, you know, feeding times. Obviously, if you're at home or if you're working from home or something like that, a lot of times cats get lunch too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they're annoying. Um, yeah. And then other things <laughs> I would do, um, you definitely want to have the cat on a probiotic or a probiotic enzyme blend. And there's a couple that are made for pets that you can use. So uh, Animal Essentials makes one called Plant Enzymes and Probiotics. And also Herbsmith makes one called Microflora Plus. And, um, you know, you want to get one of those. Uh, The dose for cats is kind of a sprinkle. So a lot of times, you know, things are kind of more, the instructions are more designed for dogs. So they'll say something like, you know, up to 25 pounds, give this much. It's a sprinkle. Uh, okay. Or if you have a probiotic you take yourself, you can also use that for the cat, and it's just a sprinkle. Yep. Okay. So I would definitely do something like that. Basically, if you can help the intestines take up some of the job of detoxification, it will ease the load on the kidneys. And then um, standard supplements that I use for kidney disease are things like standard process Rena Food, R-E-N-A-F-O-O-D, which is one of their human supplements that is just provides nutrition directed at the kidneys. Um, it comes as little tablets. You can feed the cat a tablet as a treat, or you can crush it, and I just give cats one twice a day. And I also use standard process Cataplex, which is C-A-T-A-P-L-E-X, E2. So they have a whole bunch of, they have a whole line of supplements that's Cataplex this, Cataplex that. You want Cataplex E2. Okay. Not Cataplex E, which they also have. You want Cataplex E2. And that is a tissue oxygenator. And so uh, one of the standard treatments of kidney disease is to use a drug like, um, uh, where's my I can't help brain. you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one that they use to, to open up the small airways? Like uh, enalapril. Enalapril would be commonly used for kidney disease because it it's a blood pressure drug. So it, it helps ease the work that the body has to do in getting oxygen into the kidney arteries. But Cataplex E2 will do kind of the same thing, but safer and without side effects, and it's just made of food. So that's also one of their human supplements, and I just have people give one tablet twice a day, and that will keep your cats going for a long time. But you got to get off that dry food. Yeah, okay. getting, getting away from the dry food is crucial. Even if you accomplish nothing else, it will improve the health of your cats. 
And then, like okay. I, what you said earlier, you had water all over the place. You shouldn't. Yes. You, you, cats, uh, um, you remember, they come from the desert. Okay, so they get their moisture from what they eat. And so if they, oh. if you have a cat that's drinking a lot of water, the cat is really, you know, the kidneys right, are, right. Things are not screaming. A thing. No. So a lot of times people come into my office with a cat. They're like, oh, he's a good drinker. Yes. Well, that if the cat's telling you there's a problem. Yeah. Yep. There's, right. Yeah. Because so, they, they shouldn't be drinking like that. But they should be fed a very high moisture, high protein, high fat diet. Right. Because you know what the natural diet of the cat is. Chubby little yep. squirrels, chubby little mice, chubby little yes. birds. <laughs> And that's what they're supposed to eat. And so then, like, so step number five, after all these other things, is any amount of raw food that you can incorporate into the cat's diet will help. So even if okay. you find that, I, you know, there, there's lots of raw foods that are made for cats. You can get them in a variety of different places. Even if you find that I can only give her half a teaspoon of raw food mixed in with her can, because if I give her more than that, she won't eat it. You know what? Some is better than nothing. It, it's okay. not it's not an all or nothing game. So even if you can only get the cat to eat a thimble sized yeah. portion of raw food along with her regular food, good on you. There you go. Okay, that help you. Yes, thank all you right. so much. You bet. Have a great day. Take care. You Bye. Too. Okay, let's see. What is the difference between a horse and a duck? What's the difference between a horse and a duck? Be back. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. It could be the beckoning lights of a drive-thru. Or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Hello, thank you for tuning in. Remember, I'm your nooner every Sunday from noon to two. So here we go. What is the difference between a horse and a duck? What do you think, Ellie? Can't saddle a duck. Mm, that's good. <laughs> what do you think? Ducks can fly. Ducks are, yeah, well, some horses are yellow, too. Wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, never mind. You're horses, really horses, far horses off. Don't don't the the <laughs> okay, one goes quick and the other one goes quack. <laughs> Whoa. The difference between a horse and a duck. One goes quick, one goes quack. Come on, come on. That was good. Boom. I, I mean, I like it. I'm just, I'm, I'm right. You cannot saddle a duck. Well, you know, you are. <laughs> that, that, could, that could be an answer. That definitely, that could be. But, you know, I'm sure somebody be out there has saddled a duck. <laughs> Can I tell reason. you this really stupid joke that makes me laugh every time? Okay. Go. I have a stepladder. Okay. I never knew my real ladder. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, Lordy. Uh, People uh, are, don't change the channel. Don't change the channel. <laughs> Call in if you've saddled a duck. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's pretty good. I was. I never. Oh, good grief. Okay, uh, let's go to the phone lines again. Well, so callers. on right now we have Patty, who's looking uh, for the best way to treat a tick bite after they come off. Okay, sounds good. Hi, Patty. How you doing? Oh, hi, Kat. Katie. I'm doing good. 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 Um, yeah. So do you don't you're. Forward. So you got a tick, uh, you took a tick off, and there's uh, it's like a scabby thing there now? No, no, no. I'm just wondering, so if my dog 
um, get to pick on them and if I take it off, is there any treatment or anything I'm supposed to put on them or to make sure you oh, know? Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, go ahead. Like, remedy. Uh, like as far as the tick bite itself? Right. Correct. You got yeah. To, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Just leave it alone. Um, you know, oh, for, for yeah. some, sometimes tick bites can be pretty nasty. So sometimes you get like a big welt that forms where the tick was, and sometimes there will be pus in it yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is desirable. That is your body's natural reaction to something okay. foreign entering your body, right? Okay. Because remember, everybody always freaks out about pus, and they're like, oh, my God, infection. Yes. Yeah. No. Pus is dead white blood cells that have done their job. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the way your body's supposed to function. So sometimes if people are freaking out, I'll say, okay, you know what? Take a cotton ball, get some vinegar on it. You can dab the spot with vinegar because vinegar is antiseptic. Okay. And it helps dry things up. But realistically, the saliva from the tick is already inside your dog's body and the dog's immune system is dealing with it. So. Okay. Uh, now, sure. I used to do uh, take a cotton swab and put uh, peroxide on it and then put that on the tick. Sure. A spot. I should yeah. not the tick sure. up with the spot. But anything. You could do that, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know. Okay. I guess my life is yeah. moving too fast. I don't really have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, now, how do you do, take how do you take the t- your ticks off? Pat? Myself? Yeah. How do you take them off? Um, just well, pinch it with I, your finger or what? I use, a, like, a, a tissue. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll grab it if it, you know, tries to get it off with the tissue. Okay. And pull. Just okay. pull. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, hopefully. But, okay. uh, yeah. And then, you know, so I'm just curious to something you should put on there before um, just to be sure it's, it, uh, yeah, doesn't get infected or anything. Right. But you got to think like the dog's skin has already been penetrated. By the time the, right, by the time the tick is attached, yeah. yeah. So some people, you know, some people put neosporin on everything. It's like it, it, right, it, you're, you're right. not you're not helping anything. You're not doing anything. Yeah. So I wouldn't okay. worry about it. No. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it was. Boy, I don't know. Today, my brain is just, brain rescue. Brain rescue. Yeah, no kidding. So just like those a bee thing too. If they get a bee, I have a lot of ground bees in my yard, Ooh. and. Um, yeah, they, uh, kind of by the doors where the dogs come in and out, and uh, the sting. A lot of the time, they'll get a sting on their nose or something. Of course they do, because they put their yeah. faces to the ground to see what that thing is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, just... so sometimes, like for for things like that, it may be worth. I I don't like to give too many homeopathic remedies. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there are people who will give okay. a dose of Leadum 30C every time they tick, they find a tick attached to the dog. But, like, realistically, uh-huh. you don't uh-huh. want to be giving a dose of Leadum 30C every single day okay. if you're in a heavy tick sure. area. Okay. But sure. having yeah. something like homeopathic Apis, A-P-I-S huh. as in Sam 30C on hand, which you can find at any health food store. Sometimes it's yeah. worth having okay. it on hand for bee stings that swell up are painful okay. you turn around your dog's whole face is swelling oh my god what am i going to do you grab your apis right. two pellets yeah. in the dog's mouth you could crush yeah. them first you can put them on a blob of ice cream you could put them on a blob yeah. of yogurt whatever you need to to get them inside the dog okay yeah and what the, the apis is gonna apis is made from bees and so it treats things that either are bee stings or look like bee stings or mm-hmm. swell up and turn mm-hmm. bright red like bee stings okay so like right. i came home one day uh in the summer and, you know, as I went to open my screen door, I must have kind of wrapped my hand around the door and there was a wasp on the other side and I got oh, stung, Okay, you know, right on my finger. And you Ollie. feel that burn. Yeah. Like, 
ah, darn it. So I let the dogs out, ran in the house, took a dose of Apis, went out, played ball with the dogs. And like 15 minutes later, I realized Mm -hmm. that it had, Mm -hmm. like the burning had stopped, wasn't bothering me anymore. Oh, good. Just kind of went away. Okay. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. But one thing too with talking bees, because now you have small dogs, right, Patty? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, let's that. say you, they get swarmed by bees, and they got you know you don't ever know how many stings they got. You know, they, right. can't they go into mm-hmm. anaphylactic shock? Right. So you would use mm-hmm. apis for that. Really? Yeah. And if the dog is out of it, then you you crush your pellets. I mean, my God, they're made of sugar. Okay. Crush your pellets, mm-hmm. mix them in some water, spoon it into the dog's mouth, dropper it into the dog's mouth. Okay. Oh. And what about Benadryl? Oh, sure. You do Benadryl for that? Oh, okay. Yeah, except I know where my homeopathic remedies yeah. are. I'm not 100% sure where the Benadryl is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have some of that on hand for emergencies. I just haven't yeah. needed it. I know I've got that. Yes, but, like, but like some people also get, um, and dogs too, get can get bitten really bad by deer flies. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. same thing. You can use Apis for that as well. Okay. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Does that help you, Patty? Yeah. yeah okay. Sounds good. Say hi to Mary. <laughs> okay, kiddo. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the standard process supplements that I recommended yes. the previous lady. Yes. So, where can we get the standard right. process supplements? So, Sassafras and White Bear Lake does carry them over the counter. And they do mail, too. They do mail okay, out. If good. you call them up. Yep. Yeah. You can also email me at my office and ask me how to get them, and I'll send you a. I, go, I, I send out a code for people to okay. set up their accounts with standard process. Oh, cool. So, okay. Yeah. Well, so that's how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Right. Some of the standard process supplements are available on Amazon, but standard process only sells through healthcare professionals. Okay. So the ones sold on Amazon are somebody's bootlegging them and, ah. you know, can't swear to their quality. Right. But, Might Ah. might be the genuine thing, might not be. Oh, that's interesting. Just like everything else you buy on Amazon. There you go. That's very true. That's a good thought of. Yep. Nope. That sounds good. Um, Okay. Uh, Flea tick, natural ways. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So there are loads of natural ways that you can uh, use to repel fleas and ticks and try to end mosquitoes and try to keep bugs from getting on your dogs in the first place. Diet is probably number one, right? So feeding a balanced raw diet will make your dog more uh, insect repellent. I mean, cats don't typically have problems with these kinds of things. Okay. Um, But just to go through a list, uh, springtime makes a supplement called bug off garlic. Yeah. And, and not I, all dogs like garlic, so that's correct. tough. But, but that, that's, that's just one option. I've yeah. used that for many years. It has worked well for me. Yep. Um, I like it a lot. I will typically start, depending on the year, kind of mid-March, mid-April. I'll start at about a quarter of the recommended dose. And over the course of the next two, three, four weeks, I'll gradually increase until I'm at the full recommended dose. And then I feed that through till the fall and then... You know, once there's a freeze, we're kind of done with bugs, and you yep. can you can drop it. Because I give it to the horse too, and it does make a huge yes. difference on the flies. You know, yes. going after, and then when the mosquitoes come out at night, yeah, huge difference. It also makes your makes your pasture smell. I think delightful because <laughs> you go out there and it smells like an Italian restaurant. It's very nice. There you go. There you but, go. But like some people will say that, you know, you have to feed so much garlic that your pet kind of reeks of garlic, which is not true. We're not trying to keep vampires away from them. It works <laughs> internally. It changes their body chemistry so that bugs find them less appealing. 
So that's one thing. You're creating a restaurant that nobody wants to eat at. Exactly. <laughs> and also, too, is that now it's, you, you talk, it depends who you talk to. They put the fear in many people like, oh, garlic will kill your dog. Well, the thing is, is that if they eat an ungodly amount, same exactly. with us. Yes. Exactly. So the poison control people got a, got a hold of that idea because they're like, oh, no, onions are toxic to dogs. Garlic is in the same family as onions. Garlic must be toxic, too, except it turns out not to be true. So uh, the the research showed, like, comparatively, if you look at dogs, um, your average golden retriever would have to eat 12 whole heads of garlic in order to ingest an amount that would toxic. kill them. Okay. And, like, your dog is just not going to eat that much. There's just no way. Oh. You would get heartburn long before that ever happened. Yeah. Although I do know a guy that his yellow lab... He had the big jug of bug off the tablets. Yeah. Okay. The, when he went to take a shower, the dog got into it and ate pretty three quarters of that jug. That's crazy. Yeah, that was really crazy. So they had a, he took him in, and his toxicity level for the garlic was right on the edge of being wow. wowzer. Okay, normal dogs are not good at yes, but a lamb. My dog wasn't normal. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, you I know, mean those those genes need to not be continued. In yeah, <laughs> yeah, because labs labs will wow. eat anything that ain't nailed down. But yeah. that's what I mean. Anything can happen. Just don't be stupid. Pay attention. Right. right? So that's one option. Another option is you could make yourself some. Uh, basically, a dilution of lemon essential oil, right? So yep. you take two lemons, slice them up finely, put them in a pot, cover them with boiling water, put the lid on the pot, let it sit overnight. Yeah. And then in the morning, you strain off the solids and you have uh, effectively, you know, lemon hydrosol or yep. some lemon essential oil. Because that makes D-limazine, right? D-limonene. Yep. D-limonene or whatever, limazine. And then you put it in like a like a plant mister. Okay. Uh, like a or some sort of spray bottle that will kind of puff out a mist when you press the trigger or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you just mist your dogs before they go outside, or you know if you're going to be outside all day, you might have to uh, respray them a few times during the day. Right. But typically, what people will do is you know you, you're about to take the dog on a walk, so you mist the dog, and with essential oils, particularly even with this lemon essential oil that you've made at home. Um, you want it to sort of sit on the surface of the dog and repel. You don't want to saturate them. Okay. So you mist your dog all over. You go on your walk. When you come back from the walk, mist the dog again before they come back in the house. That way you won't bring bugs back in with you. There you go. And that will work for gnats also, correct? Yeah. Should repel Anything? any kind of bugs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. um, we're talking about mosquitoes, right? Heart is carried by mosquitoes. So yep. you can get rid of all those sorts of things. Um, amber collars are typically pretty darn effective. Um, they're called amber tick collars or amber tick dot com. I was just looking right. on their website, website before I came in. Yeah. And and so but, and so part of the thing, too, is that like you have to make sure that you're getting a collar that is genuine amber, right. not yellow plastic. Right. And make sure they're not polished. You right. And it has polished. to be rough amber beads. And when you look at these things, it looks like costume jewelry for dogs. Like you will not yeah. accidentally attach your leash to this collar. Right. Because it's like you could tell it's not like a real collar. It's more like dog jewelry. Yeah. But these rough amber beads as the dog moves around and the beads rub against the dog's fur and skin within a couple of weeks, it becomes insect repellent. And then your dog basically wears that thing all season. And by the end of the year, the beads are kind of rubbed to smooth. You take it off and the next year you get another, another, one. Get another one. And that's amber. And there again, you have to make sure it's the real thing. Right. That's, that's why maybe 
I don't know if you can buy the real thing on Amazon. Not saying yeah, anything. Yeah, no, that's what that. If you go to AmberTick.com, uh, yeah, that's where I got you mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that's why. And you may say, well, why is this one over here, you know, uh, 15 bucks, but this one right. over here is 30 bucks? Well, there's a reason. Because one's made of plastic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we got more to talk about this, so will you hold on? We're going to come back, and even let's see what we got here. Uh, there were four cat, four cats in a boat. One jumped out. How many are left? We'll be back. Hello. Thanks for tuning in the KDK9 show. Remember, you can get all the shows here at MyTalk1071.com. Think about podcasts. Go to my set, MyTalk1071.com and uh, click on whoever you're interested. Hopefully, you're interested in me. And then um, Ellie puts on some cute things on my show page. So you can go to my show page and check that out. Along with if you are driving and you can't write anything down, you can catch a podcast. And that goes up at the end by the end of the day, right? Is that right? By the end of the day, it's... Yeah, I, so I always put the links up and everything before, and then okay. the podcast is always on within the hour after oh, the show. Man. Wow, you, you're efficient. Oh, yeah, I try. And I've, I've been doing weekly live cams, so I've been rotating through some different live cams of zoos and... Oh, nice. There you conservation see? places oh, around Oh, look at US. that. She's just Johnny on top of it, so... There's cool things. Ellie I also included a picture of an Australian possum today, so... Oh, did you? If you want to see what that oh, looks like. Oh, an Australian like. possum. Yeah. Now i got to go to my own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to see it. Cool. That would be good. Okay, there are four cats in a boat. One jumped out. How many are left? What do you think, Ellie? Uh, well, the, I mean, three, but um, no, that has to be wrong. It's not three. It's not that simple. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Mm, I don't know. What would the other cats do? Panic? <laughs> run? Follow him? They would all jump How- out? They were four cats in a boat. One jumped out. How many were left? None. They were all copycats. Aww. <laughs> there you go. They were all copycats. I just pictured a bunch of cats panicking and leaping out of a boat. Believe because not, one cats of them panicked. don't mind water. Look at they have, you know, the big cats have their own pools in there. You know, the, the cats will swim in water. The average cat, you know, I've had a couple cats that have jumped into the, our kiddie pool. You know, if you get them used to it slowly, you know, you put them in there when it's really small, yeah. a little bit of water in there. And all of a sudden, you know, the curiosity, all of a sudden you throw something in there, got to go get it and they'll jump in and then it gets deeper and deeper and hey, no problem. Yeah. My best friend's dad, he has a couple of uh, purebred Maine Coons. Oh my. Yeah. They, they enjoy how water. many, how big are they? they massive. Yes. I know. Massive. Absolutely massive. Unbelievable. I think they're like uh, somewhere around 40 pounds yeah, each. It. It's yep. crazy. Oh, a lot gosh. of hair. A lot and of they, hair. Each of those feet too. They have like seven <laughs> fingers on each toe. It's absurd. <laughs> seven fingers on each toe. Let's. Think about that for just a second. They do. They have like polydactyly, so they have extra toes everywhere. <laughs> you said seven fingers on each toe. Think about that. No, oh, they, oh, they you have, don't have fingers on your toes. Correct. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. I caught up. I can do it. But anyway, okay. Uh, we're going to come back to that flea tick. We're going to answer the phone right now, okay? So who's up? Uh, so Susie wants some tips about brushing your dog's teeth. Okay, brushing the dog's teeth. Hey, Susie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, Katie. Hi, Jess. Hi there. Um, before I forget, the bug off is on sale. Oh, that's think right. Into March. Springtiming.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, bug off. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I you. I had a flyer. Excellent. Um, th- this is a question. This is truly a friend that's doing this. I'm just worried about this. I have a, f- a friend in California that is a groomer, and she rescued a couple of greyhounds. They came with very clean teeth, and she wanted to keep their teeth clean. Okay. She's brush- brushing their teeth with hydrogen peroxide, and Ooh. I'm thinking, I don't think that's a good idea. Do you have any 
I, I don't think it's necessarily that bad. Like it would depend. Yeah, I mean, you know how, for one thing, obviously it should be food grade hydrogen peroxide. And then you think, well, isn't that what they give dogs to make them barf if they eat stuff? Right. But but it it kind of depends on how much she's using. So a small amount, like I get the idea, like we right. were talking about previously with the tick bite, right? right? The peroxide is going to like hyper oxygenate the local area. Okay. So hopefully oh, okay. the gum line. Okay. So a small mm-hmm. amount is probably perfectly safe and not detrimental. What if you mix that with extra virgin coconut oil? Sure. You know, so then you got the peroxide and the extra virgin coconut oil. Yeah, I mean, usually I just have people make golden paste. So coconut oil, turmeric, black pepper, and you kind of mix that up and use that like the because the turmeric will decrease inflammation in the gums and the coconut oil helps soften the tartar and plaque and stuff and get it off. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I've been using is the um, Pure 3, the oxygenated Coconut mm-hmm. oil. Yeah, ozonated. Really good. Uh, are you right, ozonated, ozonated right. coconut oil or olive oil? Um, coconut oil. Yeah, that's a good idea. When I first found out about ozonated olive oil was the first one I found out about. And so I bought some to, you know, try on my dog's teeth to see what it would do. And then when I got it, I thought, okay, I better put this in my own mouth to see what I'm asking of my dogs. It was so nasty. I've never put anything that hideous in my <laughs> mouth before. Oh, wow. So I just threw it away. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Throw it away. Um, no, she definitely likes the regular like Trader Joe's coconut oil better. Mm-hmm. But I've had such good luck. Her teeth look really good. And I know good. Dr. Roman uses um, cranberry with it. Oh, really? But I can't get it to mix to emulsify. So I just use the, the um, pure... Three. Yeah, Margo Roman's going to have to. She's going to have to come out with a book or something at some point to enlighten the rest of us. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool with some of the stuff she comes up with. So, mm-hmm. who's at that? Any rate, Margo Roman. She's a holistic vet in Massachusetts, but she in Boston, I think. Okay, but she's kind of she's way far off the deep end. Oh, is she? All, all kinds of uber natural crazy stuff. She's also the ozone vet. Oh, okay. So she's like the number one in. Like she's the most knowledgeable about using ozone and animals and stuff oh, like wow. that. Oh wow! Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Does she have a website? Okay. I'm sure she does. Okay. Yeah. If you just Google Dr. Roman. Dr. Roman. Yeah, Margot Roman. It comes up. Yeah. Yeah, and her practice so. is called Mash. Uh, okay. I can't remember what it stands for. Oh, okay. I don't remember what it's. Yeah. And there's no O in there for ozone. <laughs> Mash. <laughs> I know, right? But if it, but if you Googled like ozone veterinarian, ozone holistic vet. Did you you would, pop you, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you would come to mm-hmm. Margot Roman's website. Okay. No, that mm-hmm. sounds good. Okay. Yeah, she also does, I think she's the one that does a lot of fecal transplants, too. Yes, yes, she's um, also the queen of fecal yeah. transplants. She's pretty remarkable. Now that I've been okay. reading about. So. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about my girlfriend's dog then. No, <laughs> I don't no, think so. No, not unless she pretty just starts safe. using it by the gallons. Then we got a problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it should be food grade, though. Yes. Yeah. And with greyhounds, yeah, like... They're, they're kind of known for rotten teeth, teeth right? Yeah. As soon as they come off the racetrack, yeah. they yeah. end up with bunches of extractions and stuff yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay, thank kid, you, thank lady. you. You bet. Take yeah, care. Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, that was good. Uh, th- there's so much information out there. But mm-hmm. see, I don't get hung up in uh, the Google, you know, because you never know what site's going to come up and if they're legit. Right. You know, so I rather have sites that I know somebody else. Google is even half the problem at this point. The, yes. Like dog nutrition has taken off on TikTok and like reels, like social media. Mm-hmm. So people are getting these like 
30 second to one minute little like diet tips. Do this lick mat for your dog. You should be using these supplements. Yeah. Watch me put together the world's most beautiful bowl of raw meat for my dog. It eats this daily. It's insane. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I'm not into that. Oh, kind of yeah. Stuff, it's all so. over Instagram and yeah, wow. everything. Mm-hmm. And here, this is stuff I'll we've been teaching for how many, how many years? Isn't that crazy? What is a cat's favorite color? What is a cat's favorite color? Okay, we'll be back. Don't touch the dial. We'll be back about fleas and ticks and more. Naturally, of course.